What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films that are opening in your theaters soon, and every once in a while, an older film as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Uh, I was able to watch a documentary called Free Puppies. Uh, and it's, uh, from, uh, directors, Christina Thomas and, uh, Samantha Wishman. And it deals with a group of rescuers in the tri-state area down South, the, uh, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee area. Um, and it's about their efforts to relocate, um, excess populations of dogs and some cats from the South to the North, where it is easier to get these animals adopted. Um, because in the South, there are, are not a lot of no-kill shelters, and there is an excess of animals for many reasons that are talked about in the documentary. Um, and uh, I think if you're an animal lover at all, this is a documentary that you probably want to watch. If you're a dog owner specifically, um, you really do probably want to check it out. Uh, it's going to be a video on demand on December 13th. So it'll be on your iTunes, uh, Amazon, places like that where you can watch it. It's just over an hour long. It's not too much of your time. But what uh, the issues that they're highlighting are super important uh, for animal lovers everywhere. Um, so watch, watch it. Um, also, I was able to interview director uh, Samantha Wishman and uh, rescuer Amanda Wooten who is the central figure they follow around in the documentary um, for a few minutes the other day. And uh, they're both great. So uh, check out, uh, listen to that interview. If you're listening to this, if you're watching my face, uh, it's going to come up right after this. So uh, go ahead and watch as I talk to those two. And uh, definitely check out Free Puppies wherever you can find it uh, on demand. Uh, we've got a lot of films to talk about still coming up. It's the end of your crush. We're going to get there. So don't forget to like us, follow us on social media at VS movie podcast. You know how that works. Um, but until we talk to you again, enjoy this interview with Samantha Wishman and Monda Woot, Monda Wooten. And, uh, we will talk to you all later. Mondo, let me let me start with you. I said this is interrupting my day job. You have two day jobs. Oh, honey, I have several <laughs> jobs. <laughs> uh, you're you're a city council woman. You own a business, and you have the side hustle of shipping dogs <laughs> from the south to the north. Uh, was that ever? At what point did you figure out that this is my life now? Well, first of all, let me point out that the. Uh, what I do with animals is not a job. It doesn't really pay. <laughs> the other, the it other pays thing, in licks and love. Yes, it does. The other things uh, allow me to do this. Uh, 
the other jobs allow me to do this. Um, so what, what, I'm sorry, what was the question? When, when did you realize <laughs> that this is now your life? Well, you, you don't, I can promise you this. You don't wake up one day and say, Hey, I'm going to be an animal rescuer. You don't, <laughs> you don't wake up and say that. I promise you. Uh, it just, it's kind of something you just work your way into. Um, you know, and then before you know it, you're doing it. And, but, but it's very rewarding. It's, uh, it's, it's mentally, financially, um, uh, st- it's, it's very stressful. Um, but it's, but, it, but it's rewarding too. It's rewarding. And, and, you know, I was talking to my husband this morning and I told him, um, you know, he was, I was telling him how tired I was because I had a real long day yesterday. I took 25 animals to, uh, I transported them to a low cost spay neuter clinic, which is two hours away but um and brought them back and and there was some pretty big dogs on there and uh you know and uh, you know my back was hurting and i was telling him what all i had to do today and um he said well you know you choose to do that you choose to do that and i sat there for a minute and i thought i said yes i do and you know what i love it uh i feel like i have made a big difference and i got to thinking about uh you know it was just me and the animals um, and, and then I have this little, um, I call him my handyman. He works for me, does all this odd stuff for me. And so he went with me to help me pull on the big dogs. And, um, you know, it was just us. There wasn't a lot of people that saw it. Um, there wasn't a lot of people involved. There was the people at the clinic and, and of course the vet, and then the people that had the, the, the animals that were on the, uh, transport, except for the, the, uh, cats that, that I trapped, uh, out of a cat colony, but, um, but, but you know what? It made a difference. It made a big difference. Uh, there's no telling how many litters that I have saved just from that one trip. And, uh, and it made me feel good. It makes me feel good about myself. I think that I'm helping my community. I'm helping, uh, I'm helping my neighbors, my family. Um, I think I'm setting a good example for my children. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to make the world a better place. You are indeed doing that. All of those things. Uh, Samantha, co-director of free puppies. Um, are you a documentary filmmaker at heart or is, is this documentary something that just kind of fell into your lap and, and you did is, are you going to keep doing documentaries or, or, or do you have, are you the next Spielberg or, you know, <laughs> Catherine Bigelow I, or, you know, no, my, my, my background is, um, my background is in law and, and nonfiction. So I, I documentaries were in some ways a natural path, but I don't have a film background. I, I my first foray was, uh, I wrote and produced a short film. Um, and that kind of got me in the door, I think in terms of, of filmmaking. And then this was my first feature film, uh, that I directed with a woman, Christina Thomas, who, uh, is not here, but she, um, she and I were, were, you know, down there together for a couple of years on and off. Um, but no, my passion is really, uh, I would say storytelling to make the world a better place. And this was such a great opportunity to do that because, um, like Manda said, there is so much work to be done. And the thing that I think really appealed to me about telling this particular story, and you could hear it, and what Manda was saying is that she's so focused on making change and really figuring out how to be most effective at making that change. So there are different 
she's gone through a number of different ways to make her community better from fighting with, you know, the, the local government, becoming part of it, working, you know, figuring out the most effective way to, to kind of reform um, local ordinances to setting up the low cost they neuter clinic um, to education. I mean, I, there are just numerous examples of positive ways to make a difference um, through this issue of dog rescue. And I think you see all of that happening in the film and through all the work that she's doing. Um, and that is where, for me, the passion comes in. I focus on, you know, com social change, community change. And I think this is just a very inspiring way to see that kind of change happening, um, both in her community and also nationally. I mean, I came in from as an adopter from the North and there are so many dogs, um, as we know, and organizations um, across the country, um, into Canada and internationally as well. And everyone working together on this issue, I think is something that we could learn from in different areas. Uh, yeah. The, the, in the, in the documentary, the it's mentioned that the hurricane Katrina is really what kind of kicked off the migration type, you know, the mass export of animals because so many were put out of their homes and lost and, and, or needed, just couldn't go back to with their owners and whatnot. Um, how, how did we wind up in, how was, how was Monda and her efforts in Georgia selected? I mean, did you cast a wider net looking at the problem and, and just gravitate to her? Did you find her first or how did, how, how was that the epicenter of, of the film? Well, it was fortuitous. I reached out to a friend, a family friend who was actually the mother of a girl I went to elementary school with, Muffy Meyer, and I've known her my whole life, and she's a documentary filmmaker. So I, being a first-time documentary filmmaker, was looking for just general advice and feedback on this concept and met with her, and she was supportive of the idea and also said that she happened to have a very good friend in Georgia who was doing a lot of this dog rescue um, that I was talking about. So she connected me with Monda. And once I met Monda, we actually met first in San Francisco at an airport bar. <laughs> and yes. then she said, and then she invited me down. So Christina and I went down for about a week to kind of see what was going on down there. And it became clear very quickly that our whole story was there. I mean, Monda is, a, like I said, has gone through many, I think, aspects of dog rescue. So I think you got to see kind of a comprehensive look about, um, you know, from government to spay neuter to um, dealing with different situations on her own. But the number of women in that area, and she's at the what they call the tri-state, which is Georgia, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, they all come together in right near where Monda lives. So there were so many uh shelters, rescuers, uh, spay neuter groups in a very um, active network in that area. And we met more people in that first trip than we could even include uh, in the film. So we decided to spend our time there and um, spent, I don't know, Mondo, two, two years kind of on and off coming back. <laughs> we just kept coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that became our world. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Monty, you mentioned that you had a couple cats on your last trip from a, from a uh, feral colony. Uh, full disclosure, uh, we don't have dogs in our house, not because we don't love dogs. It's because we do not have a dog lifestyle and we think that's mean, uh, for people that don't have dog lifestyles to own dogs. So we have cats, um, and we're actually the people in the neighborhood that we've become the, the kitten people. Occasionally when people find the kittens, uh, they come to our house because our, our kid worked at a rescue. Oh, great. And, and is now a vet tech, but yeah, oh, when wow. the rescue went, yeah. So it was like, yeah, we know where to go. So we just kind of became that focal <laughs> yeah. point. Never, oh, yeah. to, never to your degree. We've, we have, we've You're done the a, magnet. We've, yeah, we've <laughs> done a couple of handfuls of cute little adorable fuzzballs with the, we call them little death blossoms because little kittens are just all uh-huh. teeth and claws. Um, is it easier to get people to, to, to get into the spay neuter effort, which is important for cats and dogs? Um, is well, it easier? First, is it easier to get them into dogs than cats? I mean, is, is have you noticed a difference in the owners? I guess. No, but first of all, don't discount what you're doing because if everybody would would do their little part, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes huge. Um, as far as dogs and cats, cats, you know, they they live different differently than dogs. They can they can function. Um, uh, a whole lot different than dogs can. You know, if you put dogs outside, you know, chances are good. Uh, you know, they, they can't find food. Uh, right. They become really sick. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of things that happen to dogs that don't happen to cats. Now, uh, now cats need to be cared for as well, but but they can make it on their own a whole lot easier than a dog can. And so, uh, so they find themselves, you know, if, if they're, they're let out in a field, you know, they'll go out and hunt, you know, things to eat. And, and they, have a, they have a better chance at survival than dogs do. So, so they wind up going more undetected, I should say, as dogs do. And, and they just continue to, uh, to have kittens. And, yes, uh, and, you know, they can go into a heat cycle every three months. And uh, so they have a lot, there's a lot more kittens than there are dogs. And we've heard the phrase, it's kitten season a lot at this house. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yes. From, so from there's feral work. colonies, there's feral colonies all over the place. And, um, and so you, you just have to tackle them because, and it's like a never ending thing too, because, you know, how do you know you get them all? You, uh, we actually tip their ears. We have the vet cut their yep. ears. So that whenever we do trap them, the next time we see that same cat in a trap, we see its ears tipped so we can let it out. And it saves that, that, you know, that, that useless trip to the vet. And uh, you just keep trapping in an area and trapping and trapping until you, you know, everyone you trap, when you go back that next morning, they're all, they'll have those little pointed ears. (laughs) 
Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, a lot of vets are now, they're like tattooing the cat on the abdomen where they can, but it's like, yeah, I, you can't see that from across or, you know, in a trap. So I, people might think it's mean to, to crop that ear a little bit, but I, I think it would be, it's not a bad choice. Um, that's me. Uh, we, we have the dogs tattooed now too. All spay neuter clinic. I think I think pretty much all low cost spay neuter clinics, they're uh, they're tattooing everything. Right, and probably because of the, the cruelty aspect of it of of tipping the area. Yeah. Uh, you briefly mentioned in the documentary Puppy Mills. Um, it wouldn't seem to me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that Puppy Mills are a part of the problem that you want to deal with specifically which is the the street dogs let me tell you oh yes i deal with the puppy mills. I'm, I'm sure you do <laughs> because a lot of these dogs that wind up on the streets are the result of a puppy mill uh just just this week a friend of mine in a neighboring county went and picked up five shit zoo purebred shit zoo dogs and we know they came from a puppy mill and, and they're like, uh, they're, they're estimated to be six to eight years old. So their breeding period is, is pretty much, you know, over the, uh, the female dogs have been bred and bred and bred, you know, the vets can look at them and tell that they hadn't been groomed, uh, vet received no vet care, uh, matted to the point that their skin was bleeding. Um, and I'm sorry, I said five, there were seven of them. There were seven of them. Sorry, there were seven of them, and so uh, so we wind up with a lot of uh, of purebred dogs in shelters and on the streets, and that's coming from those puppy mills because these people um, these people are using these animals for their for their living, and uh, and then when they're useless, uh, that what they consider useless, you know, because they can't produce any more uh, any more puppies. They just throw them out on the street. So, so yeah, you the puppy mills are, or yeah, we all kind of deal with so that. So you have to deal with the fallout. You don't necessarily deal with the puppy mills. If if it became an issue, would you be? I mean, are you already involved in the shut down the puppy mill type? Oh, you active be- active as opposed to just general. Well, well, let me tell you what's happened here. Uh, it's become it's become. Uh, People like me are so uh, so down on these puppy mills, and we've uh, we've brought a lot of attention to them. That now most of them are 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 trying to do it undercover, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, you know they're doing it in their uh, their we call it backyard breeding. They're hiding them, and so uh, they're getting more sophisticated about it. You know, you don't ride down the road and see all these uh, these crates in the front yard and stuff like that. They've got them in the backyard now. <laughs> trying to hide them. Oh, sometimes people disappoint me. Uh, well, I want, I appreciate everything you do. I know I'm coming up on my time. So I want to ask uh, Samantha, one more question. The film was uh, crowdfunded uh, Indiegogo. How uh, were, were you, were you like a novice to that, that funding stream idea going into the film as well? Was it easy? Was it hard to make your targets? Um, how much support did you, and were you surprised by the amount of support you got for this project? We raised $15,000 on Indiegogo, um, from 82 donors and we were 
really thrilled with that kind of support. Uh, I think for first time filmmakers, it's hard to get funding. Uh, and we um, at that point had been down. So we had some footage and put together a reel. Um, and I think people were really inspired by the women. I think that was what got, I don't think it was at all about us. I think it was, uh, we um, went on that research trip. We took some footage, put together a short little uh, video that we put up. And I think people knew that, that these were women who were working really hard and not getting the kind of uh, attention that they deserved for all the work that they were doing. Um, so I think that they saw that there was a really positive story here of uh, collaboration and effort. And uh, that I think is what resonated with, with our supporters. And I think that was what they were, they were getting behind. Well, I'm glad they did. I'm glad the movie's out. Uh, Free Puppies uh, releases on uh, video on demand, like iTunes and Amazon on the 13th of this month. Um, I recommend people watch it. Uh, I'll, I'll say it, you know, adopt, don't shop. That's right. Uh, mm -hmm. the best animals you'll ever get are from a shelter somewhere, uh, because they will love you forever and ever for that. So, um, Samantha and Maude, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're doing this all day. So, uh, try to take a break, <laughs> get something to drink, stretch your legs. Uh, and I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Samantha, I, I, I hope we see something else coming forward out of you, uh, whether it's a, uh, non-fiction uh item or a fiction item we'll have to see uh yeah. which way you want to go thank you so much thanks i appreciate it ladies keep doing good